all our podcasts are pretty schizophrenic. We bounce from subject to subject, from idea to idea, yeah, kind of yeah. all over the place. That's what I was worried about when I was talking to you with no notes. I'm like, I don't know. My mind but don't you feel like no notes? It's, it's better. Oh, it's cool, it's yeah. more organic. and No. I yeah. get the real bill versus like a pre-rehearsed bill. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? So where do we leave off? We were talking about Lisa and how you met Lisa. Yeah. And here we are, fast forward, yeah. 2020. Yeah. Two beautiful children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over a million dollar house in a beautiful neighborhood <laughs> yeah. in Claremont. Yeah, yeah. Living the dream, your own law practice. Yeah. What's next for Billy Bob Blasser? Mm. Write a book, maybe? I don't know. You know, Lisa, <laughs> actually, Lisa just wrote a book. Did she really? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, want to read it. It's published this month. What's it about? Um... Uh, how to succeed in law school, and how to how what successful students do to get through the get through law school all the way to the bar. What a great idea! But that was always on like her bucket list of you know write a book. Write I remember she, I want to say 15 years ago or so. Her kind of talking about like right. her struggle. You guys is both on struggles too. Uh, a law school that was potentially going to lose its accreditation. Right, right. I right, mean, right, you yeah. guys went through the fucking whole gambit of time wasted and money and finances. Yes. And yeah. here you are now, very successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Husband and a, wife, law team, two beautiful kids, very yeah. successful. Law. Yeah, talk yeah. to me about. Yeah. And and this is you should brag about this. And I know you were <laughs> you were kind of you know big leaguing me there, like hey, look at look at the size of my penis, right? When you were talking about, <laughs> I said something about work yeah, or something, right. and you're like, yeah, I made twenty seven thousand dollars in yeah. five hours. Yeah. What do you do, lazy motherfucker? Like. <laughs> How do you even make that kind of money? Obviously, yeah. this billing is making a big deal, but like, yeah, to that point where you're making twenty-seven thousand dollars in five hours yeah. versus yeah. whatever it was that thirty thousand dollars job at a DAP Tech, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you ever look at perspective and go, "How the fuck did I get here?" You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, uh, it's, uh, I'm very blessed. I put it that way. I mean, I, I guess it kind of it starts with. Um, we just left off with like you know Lisa, how I met Lisa, and everything. Yeah. So it, it 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 actually goes it kind of goes back to like I met the right I met the right woman I met the right partner in my life, and I've always felt like she brought the best out in me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, yeah, I forget who I think it was Johnny 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 wrote a Johnny wrote a post at my wedding, uh-huh. and he mentioned like um, the, the gist of it was like hey. Um, I saw when Bill met Lisa, you know, it was first they were, they needed to pass this class together, and then it was they needed to pass law school, yeah. and then it was they needed to pass the bar together, and then he's like, and I know that's going to be like the rest of, the rest of their lives, they're just going to make, they're going to make everything better, right, like this is, this is, she makes him, she's like, he basically, you know, he, he noticed that she brought out a guy in me that he always knew was in there, but he never saw it, right, and that has really, as we've been married, as time gone, as time has gone on, it's, she's really done even more. Everything. So, yeah, I look back on it, and it's like, um, what do you guess? How do you, how do you go? So, how do you go to making that much money, right? How do you yeah. go from like the mindset of like uh, getting a paycheck from someone else? And I don't mean that in a derogatory way, because for the majority of my life, I got a paycheck, right? Right. But I mean, you know, going from the back of like going from like signing the back of a paycheck to signing front right to earning your own money right okay it's a big leap like a really big leap and um i guess 
how you get there is like you've got to you've got to have a service or a product that is going to make someone's life better. You 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 have to you have to be able to serve somebody and and you know um, take care of take care of a need that they have in their life. Yeah. Right? Like that's really what you gotta focus yeah. on. Take care so, of a need, solve an issue, solve a problem. A problem, a need, and you know, an, an emotional an emotional want. Yeah. That's what they're after, right? Like like so and and, and I'm I'm kind of fortunate in that, you know, I, I, I stumbled into litigation. I liked litigation, I like doing jury trials and court trials, so I like being in the courtroom. I like high conflict. I like the, the tension of it, right? It yeah. Makes keeps me on edge. Doing okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you. Stuffed up that fried. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It just sounded too good. Anything deep fried, I was like, okay. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I got into like I got into the litigation thing, and then I started doing you know, family stuff. And um, I'd like to think that I'm the family lucky. law stuff came from my urgence and you're helping me it didn't hurt yeah <laughs> yeah it didn't hurt right i mean yeah. you had like kind of yeah. a passion for it just because you saw the pain i had to go through with yeah dumb and... yeah but 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 you know you go through um so when people come to me yeah and and you know they're in a family law situation they're in an acute pain they had they have an acute there's there's an issue that they're dealing with right like how do i um how do I deal with them? You know, I don't want to lose my kids. Right. I just want to see my kids. Right. Yeah. I want to see my kids. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to lose all my stuff. Right. Like I don't want to lose everything I built over my whole life. How can I? So you know, you have, you have to show them. Okay. You have to take that person and show them. All right. Here's here's what I can do to guide you from where you are right now to this other place. Right. Where you could be, right? Like, like how do you, you know, how are you feeling right now? Right? How are you? What's it? What's it doing? How's this affecting your? You, know, you, you come to me and you're in, a, you're in a custody dispute where your ex isn't letting you see your your kid, right? Yeah. All right. You're obviously in some pain. You're 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 upset, right? Explain to me why is this upsetting you? Why is it upsetting you? What what? Uh, what about it upsets you, right? How is this affecting how you sleep, your, your body? How is it affecting? How is it affecting you spiritually? How is so it affecting you your family life, right? You have to really get the person to. Um, are you saying you're taking like a holistic approach to clients? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. So, so you you kind of you got to get them. You, you got to get the person because somebody will come to you with like a general idea of okay, something's not right. Yeah, something's not right. I'm upset because I'm used child custody okay yeah i'm upset because my ex doesn't let me see my kid as much as i want to see him but they really haven't thought it through beyond that it's they're upset or they're pissed right and that's where they come to me and i'm like okay well what is it you actually want yeah why why is why, why are you upset right like how and, and again how's it affecting your body you know, are you sleeping well? Or you, how's it affecting your, your spirituality? How's it affect, yeah, your your being, right? Your spiritual yeah. state. How's it affecting your uh, How's it affecting your family life? Your yeah. connection to your children. Right. Your you know your you know if you're a dad or a mom, like if you're a dad, how do you feel as a dad? Right. Yeah. How's that part of you feel right so that's now? That's part right? of your intake and questionnaire. Then, you know, is and how really? is this? No, it's just conversation. Just on this the is phone. this is something it, it, it helps you. You have to talk. It helps you get to know your clients better. Well, it helps me get. It helps me get to know. 
what it is they want because at the end of that conversation and the final component of it is like business there's four areas of your life you always got to address your body your being which is your spiritual stuff your balance which is your family life and your business Okay. Your money, your work. Yeah. Okay. Typically, people will kill guys anyway. We'll kill one, maybe two of those things. For most of my life, I I was maybe hitting two of them. Yeah. But and then the other two would be shit. And for me, normally it was I would maintain a diet and work out, uh-huh. and I'd look good, right? Or as good as I could look, right? Uh, and then I'd be doing reasonably well in business. I'd make money. Yeah. Right? I'd do okay making money. Yeah. But. The other areas of my life, our relationship, no. No, I was not good at that. Um, spirituality, didn't even think about it. Yeah. Not even you know, meditation. I didn't know what meditation was. Right. Maybe I'd go to church once every, I don't know, I, you know once every three or four months. And I thought that was... That was enough. Yeah, right, but now I don't even go to church, and I'm way more in connection with it, right? Um, But on a side note, you do believe in God. Absolutely, absolutely. No, no, 100%. Yeah, we've talked about this. We don't go deep into it, but I know Mm. for a fact you believe in God, and you're very spiritual, and you were Mm. brought up in a... Yeah. uh, We don't push it on Catholic high school. I don't push it on anybody. Yeah. Yes, so I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic high school. Don't go to Catholic church anymore. Right. Um, don't really go. Don't go to church at all. Um, and I don't. I don't push it on anybody. But I feel bad for people who don't believe in God. To be honest with you, I, Why is I think they're missing out. Because you see them more as a missing out on a bigger purpose, a higher calling. Yeah. Yeah. Being so judgmental and saying. I'll get stupid. back to that. I'll circle back to it. Sure. So we're. So we're coming to like those four. Those four components. Right. right? Body, being, balance, business. Okay. okay. I have the client you know, articulate how it's affecting all those four areas of their, of their body, okay, of their of their of their of their, of their life rather. After they do that, okay, then I say, well, what is it you want? What would, if if we're you know, pretend, close your eyes and just pretend for a minute that we're like a year from now, yeah, and we're having coffee, and. During our conversation over this coffee, you're thinking to yourself, man, man, you know, hiring Bill was the best thing I ever did, and I'm really happy I hired this guy a year ago. What would have had to have happened between now and then? Right? What does your life look like? And I haven't described that for you. Okay. <clears throat> and then I kind of let them know, all right, here's what I can do to get you from where you are now to that spot where you want to go. Okay. How much is that worth to you? Yeah. How much is it? So now you never know when you're going to see your kid. Right. You think you're going to see your kid on a weekend. You have to call your ex. You have to grovel. Yeah. You have to ask permission. And then maybe she'll show up. And then during the visit, she ruins things. Or he will, he'll call and he'll ruin the vacation. Right. Whoever it is. So, okay. um, You're not dealing with that now. Now you have like a pickup time, you have a drop-off time, you have your time with your kids, okay? And you're not dealing with this drama anymore, right? Put a price on that. Put a, right now you don't really feel like, because really what it boils down to in most child custody cases, 
time and influence. Yep. Do you have time with your kid? And why do you want the time? You want to have influence over your kid. Yeah. You want to feel like you're raising your kid. This is your kid. Yeah. You want your kid to know you. You want to have some influence on you. Yeah. So, okay, so now you're in a situation where you have time and influence. What is that worth to you? You're, you're going to bed. You're not, you're not having sleep at nights anymore. You're not pissed. You're not dealing with this, this psycho ex who's ruining your weekends, right? Yeah. What's that worth to you? And the, the, the answer I get all the time is it's priceless. Yeah. It's priceless. Let me tell you what it takes to retain me. And the other thing I let them know is, you know, I can help you. I can guide you from here to here. Yeah. I'm your advocate. I'm the guy who's going to be in your corner. I'm the guy who's going to speak for you in court. I'm going to show you what we need to do to present evidence. Okay. But a large part of what we're doing here is you testifying. Is you working with me to give me the evidence I need to prove our case? Is you being an active participant in this process? Yeah. Is you actually doing the things I say? You know, doing doing what we talk about. Part of what we talk about is okay. When when this psycho ex who always presses your buttons calls and pisses you off, you're gonna start taking a step back, and you're not gonna you're not gonna get pissed. You're going to start thinking strategically, and you're going to start thinking long-term. What do I want? Right? And, and you know, I will lead you from here to here. I'll lead you from where you are to where you want to go. Okay? I will lead you. I cannot save you. I'm not a savior. This is you. This is up to you to do. This is not on me. This is you. And if you don't, if you're looking at me as your savior, you need to go hire another attorney. I'm not that guy. Gotcha. I'm not going to be your savior. You know, if you're not willing, if, if you're not a guy who's going to step up or a woman who's going to step up and fight for your kids, I don't want to advocate for you. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in that. And everything, everything that I do with my cases for family law is based on an underlying principle of because people normally come in a situation where they're they're being hit with hate yep. anger yep. spite yes. and chaos yeah okay and angry phone calls 90% of the people 99% of the people think okay, I'm going to go to an attorney and I'm going to figure out how to meet that hatred and that anger and that spite and that head on I'm going to do it but I'm going to do it even better. Yeah. I'm going to go get a higher gun, and I'm really going to mess up this person, right? Yeah. I'm going to take my ex, and I'm going to get somebody who's going to beat beat his or her ass into the ground, and I'm going to win, and she's going to lose. And yeah. Okay. So, if you were met with anger, hate, chaos, and spite, okay, you are not going to win. And you are not going to feel better, and you're not going to go where you need to go if you meet that with more anger, hate, chaos, and spite. Yeah. You are only going to defeat that with respect, intelligence, and strategy, calm. And here's the last thing: it's counterintuitive and and love. And you're going to have to give this person who's doing all this stuff to you, you're going to have to meet all that hatred and anger. You're going to have to meet it with the opposite. Yeah. That is the end. And if you do that, if you take a leap of faith and you do that, you'll, you'll win. You're going to come out okay. And even if you don't end up 
getting everything you want, yeah. you're still going to win because you know that you did the right thing. Yeah. You know that you did the right thing, and you, and people make the mistake of thinking that meeting anger and hate and chaos and all that with with, with the opposite respect and love and and uh, intelligence and strategy and calm they, they mistake that as weakness like you're giving in and no you're not giving in you're firm you know what you want it's a matter of how you communicate it back to the other person yeah. and how you communicate it in the courtroom absolutely and that's that's how you got because ultimately what this is about is what do you want for your kids that's really what it comes down to yes and and so you know, by the end of you know, by the end of that intake process, I know if this client is right for me, right? But that's what I'm doing. So, so you know, when I had that conversation with you about like, okay, yeah, hey, dude, I just made like, I just had like a twenty thousand dollar week, right, or a forty thousand dollar week, right? I one of the things I do I do like about running a business is sales, yeah. which is another thing I never thought I'd love. But I, well, yeah, I you got to be a businessman, entrepreneur. It all comes down to money. I was not a sales guy. No. I, I would not have pegged myself as somebody who just loves sales. You like I, making money. Who I doesn't? can't. I can't get. It's not even about the money. It's about like like actually bringing somebody into a situation, seeing they're in this acute pain, you know, and then getting them to come over and see your point of view and say, okay, yeah, I'm on. I'm all in. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I'm all in. I see what you're doing. I see what you're about. I see what this message is, and I want to be a part of it. Right, and and so it's like, dude, I closed like three people this week, and and yeah, the money's cool too, right? Bringing in the money, but you ask, how do you go, how do you go about, you know, making going from like thirty grand a year to making like thirty grand a week? Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. You got to provide something that is worth service. That you have to serve. You have that to serve people in a way that that is, you know, that makes it worth it. Yeah. I mean, you're selling feelings and emotions and states of being. Yes. Where do you want to be? Yes. At the end of this. Yeah. And you've always been that way. Even through my particular, you know, trials and tribulations, as you know, I'm very familiar with family court. I was yeah. a single dad fighting for, you know, custody. Right, right. It's amazing yeah. how looking back, and we said this early on, is at the end of the day, the lawyers win, you know. And, you know, as hard as Dum Dum fought for, let's say, you know, Baby C, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she didn't even know what she was fighting for it's like okay you got more custody and it was easier for me to go hey judge she got more custody but during that time it was spent with the babysitter that couldn't even speak right. english right right and she right. could barely afford so stuff like that it's good that you're looking at the long term like hey i know you're angry i know you want to just win at yeah. any cost yeah, yeah. and yeah. Then, like i've always said at the end of the day only the lawyers win there's no winning. Well, yeah, there's you might have one, some good days yeah. in court. There's, there's only no one winning. person getting paid to be there in family court, man. Yeah. and that's the lawyer, you know, yeah. and the judge. Yeah. And and honestly, it's it's so that's you know that's but the way I mean I don't know you got to be ethical, right? So yeah. I mean, that, that's how I attack family law cases. Is I I, I I'm kind of probing my clients. Yeah. Because if I'm there are people out there who are just they're not interested. Yeah. They're not interested in, in working things out, and they don't want the other parent to be a part of the kid's life at all. And there are situations where that might be appropriate. Yeah. You know, okay, your ex is a druggie, your ex yeah. is a domestic abuser, right? right? Um, so there's exceptions. The there's exceptions. There's exceptions. But seen. I see a ton of cases come to me 
and I'm actually I'm actively going out and targeting people who okay do you live close by to your kid uh-huh. do you live 10 15 minutes from your kid 10 yeah. 15 miles from your kid um, do you want to spend more time with them yeah are you not able to spend more time with them is someone trying to keep you out of their lives do your kids want to spend time yeah because if that's who you are if that's the parent you want to be if you're the parent who wants to be more involved with your kid then I'm the guy who wants to fight for you yeah right and 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 not and when I say more involved I don't mean more involved as compared to the other parent I mean more involved as like do you want your kid to spend lots of time with you and the other parent because if that's what you're after that's what I'm that's what I think is mostly some more balance you know negotiating where people could negotiate for themselves yeah 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 but I mean that's ultimately that's where you know that's that, that's you know, my, my higher calling I think, is sort of like love and that actually came that you know that was one of the things that actually came through like a meditation and a and a long you know a long a long conversation of just like sitting in silence that was just something that came to me was you know anger hate spite anger hate spite and chaos is beaten by love, respect, intelligence, and strategy, yeah. and and, uh, and calm. Yeah, and that's what I need to build my entire practice around. That's and there's not only more money, but fulfillment. Yeah, maybe professional fulfillment, yeah. spiritual fulfillment. See, see, one of the other things I've done too is, is um, part of what's cool about selling is. So one of the things that people hate about, about dealing with an attorney is you have to pay him by the hour. And so your retainer runs out and then you gotta refill it with another five thousand dollars. Yeah. And then maybe you can do that once. Yeah. But then you gotta refill it with another five. Yeah. And another and when you get to twenty, you're like, dude, I can't do this. Yeah. I am out of money, right? Um So the way I do it is I just set it up on like, look, let's do a payment plan here. Let's yeah. just set this up where, and it's not, it won't even be hourly, right? Yeah. Let's set up a flat fee. Uh-huh. You're going to pay 30 grand. Yeah. You're going to pay five grand down and 500 a month. Yeah. Can you afford that? If you can afford that, I'm going to be, in your case, at this point, yeah. all the way to the end, right? Yeah. And there's a the beginning and an end, and you know what you're getting. Right. Starting point, finish point, yeah. that's what you're paying. Yeah. It's, yeah. I and, think that's the future, right? Not a... Not quite a subscription-based model, nah, but we'll see. yeah, you just kind of we'll see. Out People have been saying affordable. that forever, but I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think that's my future. Yeah, interesting. You know, so you kind of thought outside the box, and that's kind of created some more repetitive revenue for you and more consistent. Yeah, yeah. So I'm able to stay in my clients' cases, but at the same time, I'm building a book of business where you know every new client who comes on is giving me a five thousand dollar whatever the down payment is. They're giving me that, right? Yeah. But then I have a five hundred dollar receivable every month. Yeah. Absolutely. Eventually, that's going to add up. I'm hoping yeah. to somewhere between fifty. Get ten to twenty of those, and then referrals and you know yeah based yeah on. yeah. So what? So that was the family law aspect of it. What other yeah. law are you practicing now? And, what interests you the most? I, you know, I do. Lisa does some personal injury still, uh, and then I do estate planning. And I'm actually getting into estate planning. I had a I had a conversation with a guy who uh, I met uh, through like a networking group, like maybe three four years ago. Really, really, really good guy. Really bright guy. He owns like he owns like a, a huge mortgage company, um, like that's rep by Dave Ramsey. He's he's dude. He's awesome. But one of the ideas that he had was for when I'm doing estate planning, instead of just doing like a um, 
because most estate planning is just like, it's very transactional. Uh, you do a trust and a will for like your your material things, money, passing your money down, things like that. But nobody really focuses on like the emotional part of it, right? right? Like like what advice would you want to pass down to future generations about whatever? About like like you know what are, what are the five biggest lessons over the course of his life that he wants his heirs to know? After they're gone, two hundred years after they're gone, maybe one of your maybe one of your great 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 grandkids thinks, man, I wonder. I'm in I'm in this situation right now where man I'm in a custody dispute or I'm I'm dealing with somebody where I'm, I, I unexpectedly you know, I got somebody I got somebody pregnant I wasn't expecting it how do I deal with this right like and then you have a piece of advice to leave for that yeah they can actually say oh. Well, you know, what would that be? Great, what would the great platform be? Was it like some kind of recorded? I haven't actually it? worked all that out yet. Good. I mean, it's just an idea in my head right now, and I actually, this this was brought to me maybe like three or four days ago. Yeah. But I, I think it's something that I can do. Not a bad I mean, idea. It, it could be a book. I mean, it could it could be a series of questions that I have them go through that kind of starts them in the process of thinking. You know what they'd like to leave. Um, I don't know. I'm still kind of working that out. But I mean, just think about it. If you were like, if you were, um, yeah. I oh, got. I'll go back to the '90s. You, you ever see a movie uh, called uh, "Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead"? Yep. You remember the business Garcia. that Andy, Andy, Andy Garcia, Garcia had yeah. before he before he before it all it? fell apart? Refresh my memory. It's called Afterlife Advice. Oh yeah, yeah. And people it was recorded would come announce in. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this kid who come, he, this kid comes in there, and his dad has recorded like you know a hundred answers to questions. Mm-hmm. That, that his kid might have as he grows up. So his kid can just come in, like, girls. Right? Talk to his dad. And Real he's like, hey, life. dad, okay, well, what does dad have to say about girls? His yeah. dad's gone. He died of cancer, but he could click on well, his button. And his dad comes up and... Not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, incorporate that into the estate planning process. So you're not just leaving a financial legacy, but you're also... Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I the future. I, I don't know. Who there knows? was an old movie, I want to say, late 80s or 90s. I think it's called My Life with Michael Keaton, where he's dying. Mm. I want to say Nicole Kidman. That's a great movie. Same thing, chronological. If you want to cry. Yeah, videoed a bunch of stuff about <laughs> that he was going to leave yeah. for his unborn yeah, yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I think about women. It's all kind of awkward silence. Yeah. Here's what I think about finances. And he just yeah. Like, yeah. video logs for his yes. son yes. because yeah. he has cancer or something. He's about to die. Yeah, I remember yeah. That. yeah. That was an amazing movie. Hmm. That, was, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. So but, estate uh, planning stuff, what's yeah. your typical clientele like look like? Like, do, how do they even approach it? Are they still alive and say, hey? No, you know, most of them it? are like in, uh, most people come to me or they're, they're either in their early 40s or they're like 67. Yeah. You they know? just want to talk about what life after death looks like and how they're going to. No, most of the time, I mean, most of the people who are coming to me right now are kind of like, well, I guess I should do something. Gotcha. I haven't done anything. I probably should do something. I feel bad I haven't. Is that's that a referral type basis, or is that somebody? Just yeah, putting I don't. Seed I, into their... I don't really advertise for that that much. Not yet, anyway. Um, it's mostly just referral, word of mouth, right now. Like I'm, I do a lot of networking. I'm in a networking group, so a lot of it comes to me through that. But I think part of why I don't do any advertising is because it's I don't have anything to say. Is this anything? Let me know. I got it. So nowadays. When I'm somebody's interested in that service, I got it. Here, dude. No, you got a plane ticket. 
Oh, so at least yeah, I get it. And I'm like, yeah, you get breakfast or whatever we go tomorrow or lunch. If you want to see the place, I'll take you. Um, you want a hundred bucks? No. I really don't. All right. But, uh, so what's your day-to-day look like then? You're waking up. Are you still walking to work? No. Driving to work? No, I mostly drive now. But I, I like, you know, uh, I wake up and, um, I wake up and, uh, um, I wake up and here, here's my, my daily routine. Yeah. When I wake up, I, um, try and wake up like at my 5.30, okay? And then I, I mentioned those things earlier, the four, those four areas of your life you have to hit. Uh-huh. So my, my morning routine is set up where I take like, usually it takes like an hour to an hour and a half. So 5.30 to like maybe 7, right? Or sometimes like 5 to 6.30. And the first thing I'll do is um, I'll wake up and I'll do something physical to work up a sweat uh-huh. for like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, something. Sit-ups, uh, jump around. in the morning? Something, yeah. Good. Get your heart rate going. For like so. five, that's for, for the first, that's the first like 10 minutes, right? right. 10, 15 minutes. Uh, then I then I have a green drink. Okay, that and that takes care of my body. The next thing I do is um, I handle uh, the bean portion. Yeah. And normally I'll, you know, I'll give thanks to give thanks to God, my creator, say a quick prayer. I just have a quick this conversation. Is meditation um, stuff you were telling me about? Yeah, or? yeah. So I'll, I'll have a talk with, you know, I'll normally have a talk with God where I just thank, thank Outside, God. Outside, inside, just wherever. Wherever. Your quiet place. Wherever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes just downstairs. Uh-huh. Uh, summer when it's hot, I normally go in the backyard. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'll say like a quick five, five minute, ten minute prayer, have a conversation with God. Right. Thank, thank God for what's, what's all around me. For for just, just being here. Just being right. here. Right, being right. created amongst all this stuff, I was also created, and um, and then I'll, and then what I'll do is I'll meditate for like ten minutes. I'll, I'll meditate in silence. And when and, you're meditating, are you thinking of anything, or are you just completely no, clearing your head? The whole goal of meditation is you, know, you sit there, and um, well, there's different ways to do it. Okay, uh, there's no right or wrong way to do meditation. Right, it takes a lot of practice to find what works for you, and it's really frustrating. Really frustrating. Because when you start doing it, you're, you're trying to think of nothing, and just everything's coming into your head. Right. Especially like for, for me, I'm like I have a million things all the time. Yeah. Dude. Is it pretty rapid fire? It's hard. Yeah. At first. A lot of shit just shooting now your brain about. Now it's not right. So yeah. now it's more like okay, I sit down and, and I learn this through a book um, his name was Mark Devine he was a Navy SEAL and he taught he learned how to meditate through when he was in the SEALs through through a technique they taught called box breathing where you just breathe in for a certain number of seconds you hold it for that same number of seconds you breathe out for the same number of seconds hold it and you only breathe in and out through your nose that's it Um, so I do a variation of that for like 10 minutes um and you know, I'm either just trying to focus on my breath, or I have a mantra that I'll say every 30 seconds, two minutes, or something. Like, you know, release. Just say that, right? And then you kind of like let everything go. Um, eventually, what, happens, what starts happening is all those things that are coming into your mind. Yeah. It's frustrating at first because as you're doing it, you're trying just to be, right? Not think of anything. Yeah. It's clear. It comes brain, into your mind. When it comes into your mind. 
you gotta let it go. But you're recognizing that all these thoughts are coming into your mind and you're letting it go, right? You're letting it go. And eventually, you get to you get to a place where when you're living your normal life, as things are happening, you're actually, you know, your, your mind is trained to, to see when things are happening, like, in real time, you're not just, like, reacting. You're actually seeing it and seeing yourself before you react. Like, almost like visual imagery, like you pick yourself. Yeah, like, like your you close, 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 this is, what, this is what we're really putting into focus for you. Close, close your eyes. Okay, don't say it, but just think the words hi. Think the words what? Say hi. Hi. In your head. Okay. Don't say it, just think it. Okay. Alright, who said the word hi? Good question. That guy, that guy who said hi to you. That's you, that's your real you. Interesting. That's, that's you, okay? And eventually... So the way I picture it is there's like there's there's two of me, right? There's like the, the brain, just the brain in me that exists like right here physically. Yeah. Right? And then there's a mental there's like my soul, my mental construct, whatever you want to call it, okay, the spirit, that's that exists that can actually see me doing what I'm doing. If you if you actually take that space, right? And eventually you get to a spot where in real time you're seeing those things. You're seeing, you're seeing yourself react before you react. Interesting. So you have that space. Hmm. That's what the meditation is doing for you. And then when you when you keep doing it, I mean, I've been doing this for like four or five years now. At least every day. Not missing. You, one. you well, not every day. I mean, yeah. not, at least five at least five days a week. Uh-huh. And right now, it's probably at least ten to fifteen minutes a day every day. Interesting. Okay. This time about like five thirty in the morning. Works for you. Yeah, weekend weekends are a little different because right. I can't always wake up at five thirty on weekends. Yeah, it's I'm getting there. I'm trying to get there. Right. Um, but um, and there are days during the week too where it's just like I'm I'm not putting myself to bed early enough, yeah. so I'm, I can't get up. And I, but anyway, um, but you uh, you uh, when you get really really good at it after a few years, you actually. What can I stack from here? You done with these? Yeah, we're done. Okay. We're just wrapping up. Thank you. We'll drink the rest of this. The um, when you get to a really, really good place of it, like I went to, I went to a, a one-week event with, with a bunch of other guys um, about a year ago, and there were there were just several periods where we just sat in like silence for like 60 minutes and then just stared out at the ocean or, are you, you know, sitting down stared or over. standing up are you an Indian both, sitting Indian both, style like both, meditation both. no I can't sit Indian style yeah so it doesn't really matter just, just where you're sitting and you have to do is cultivate stillness if you can cultivate stillness in your mind and you're just out there and you're completely still not only will you cultivate that that, that ability to kind of like see how you react before you react right but you're um you're actually able to kind of hear, you know, what I think, what I would say is the voice of God. Interesting. The voice of the voice of whatever put us here. Interesting. If you ask that voice a question, if you put a question to it, you will get an answer. Huh. If you listen. And you're saying lots of times that voice that answered that question is the highest 
version I, of yourself, almost like um, the spiritual. No, I think I think it is. We're all connected to. So I think we were all created by something, right? Yeah. Whatever it is that created us. I I want to apologetically just say it's God. Yeah. That for me, it's God. Okay. People call it God, the universe, all the whatever things. you want to call the it. The force. Okay, but if you put it, if you put a question out there, yeah. and just say, "I'm looking for an answer. Can you help me find an answer? What am I supposed to be doing?" Right. right. This could be a question to anything. Right. Any question you have. What should I be doing right now? Why am I not happy? What can I be? And you're just still, and you listen. The answer will come to you. It will come to you if you're listening. You have so to, the answers are out there. You just you just it. have to listen. To you it. have to be still. That's that's how, and that's how I've gotten to to where I'm at right now Fantastic. with everything else. And, but but the other you know the other parts of my my morning routine are so that's the being part, right? Yeah. I, I I meditate and then I journal. Mm-hmm. I, I'll do a journal. I'll write down do something, right? Then I uh, then after I do that, I write a note of appreciation. Honor, appreciation, or love. Two notes. Two are you people. physically writing this, or are you putting text it on your message. laptop? Text. Text message. Sending it to people. Yeah. Gotcha. So I'll send a text message to two people. One. Uh-huh. One every day is my wife. Uh-huh. She gets one every day, and then the second note is someone else. Gotcha. I'll send them a note of appreciation, honor, love, or appreciation. Yeah. That handles my balance. And then the fourth thing. The fourth thing I do is I read one thing in business that's going to make me money. I take five, ten minutes, I read that, and then I declare it. I teach it to somebody. Interesting. That's good. That's how I start my and that's how I start my day. Okay. So everybody else I when you go back to when the pandemic started, everybody else is like, Oh, woe is me, oh my god, oh fuck, we're all gonna die. We're all gonna this is all the business is getting struck. Okay. I'm dealing with all that, right? I'm hearing all that noise. But at the same okay, but I'm hearing all that for a second. But when I wake up the next day, you know what I'm doing? Body, being, balance, business. Body, being, balance, business. Yep. My body, my being, my balance, my business. I'm hitting those four quadrants every day, like clockwork, whatever. And that's where all this other, all this other shit is going on. Yeah. Okay. It's all going on. It's fine. But every day I reset. I start. I do this every day. Okay. Everybody else is commiserating, complaining, you know, getting scared, yeah. tucking their tail between their legs, packing their shit in. Oh my God! I gotta be protective. If I got not. Okay. I didn't do any of that. I kept going along, man. I kept living my life. Yeah. For the first time in my life, I can actually say something really big happened. I didn't throw in with everybody else who was commiserating. I didn't get scared. I got a, I mean, I got a little concerned, right? But I didn't really get scared because I had another, I had another big old group of guys that were also doing this stuff, and we all kind of thought it out and talked it through and said, okay, what makes sense for me in this environment? What make, what makes sense for me? Does it make my sense to pack all my shit in, take it off the table? And tell the marketplace, okay, I'm gone for a while. I'm going to turtle up. I'm not going to be around, right? Yeah. Okay, you could do that. I'm not judging people who do that. That's yeah. fine. Okay? No. Or, or, I can pivot. I can look at my business and I can say, okay, how can I serve? How can I serve people out there right now in this environment and make things better and grow my business, right? The only way I grow my business is if I'm helping people, mm-hmm. if I'm serving people. How can I do that in this environment? Yeah. Okay? And that's what I did. Everybody else was pulling their sales out, pulling their marketing out. Yeah. I was spending more money. 
and I got more business, and my business grew. And here, and here, well, here's the thing: you can you can pull all your chips off the table, yeah, and pack your shit in, take your ball and go home, and be like, no, I'm hey, I'm I'm dude, I'm gonna I'm scared. I'm gonna pack all my stuff in. I'm not gonna do anything, right? right. I'm gonna turtle up. I'm just gonna hide. Yeah, hibernate right? until this passes over. But here's the thing about business: there is a karmic loop to business that that always goes around okay and you pack your shit up and you turn your back on the marketplace you turn your back on the people you could serve that's fine you can do that okay but when you take your tail out from between your legs and you decide that you're ready to go back out again when it's safe don't expect the marketplace to be there for you don't expect those people you walked away from to be there for you right because when 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 the shit hit the fan you packed your shit. You fucking ran away, dude. Would you say that's almost cowardly? Not that you're judging. No. But you're basically saying no. that works for you. No, 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 no. No, no. I'm not saying it's cowardly. I, I, I get it, man. There are a lot of people who are scared. And, sure. And look, I'm also fortunate in that you know my business was positioned in, 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 in such a way that I didn't have employees. Okay? I wasn't dealing with a lot of shit that other people were dealing with. Yeah. I get it. I, 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 there are people who had bigger problems than me who were dealing with other things. But... Uh-huh. I just, you know, you know for, for me, it was more like, okay, I, I just think the system that I kind of adopted after, after because after, you, you mentioned, like, like yeah, after my dad died, and yeah, I fell into a deep depression, deep depression, yeah. and where I pretty much didn't want to live anymore, no. and, and, you know, my wife helped me out of it, she helped pull me out of it, but then, you know, I had, you know, I had a... I think my father came to me in a dream pretty much told me this is what you need to do he kind of showed me what happened to him when he died and people will think I'm crazy for saying this okay but for me I'm like 100% certain this is what happened he showed me you know I, I felt what it was like for because that was the question I always had was what happens when someone dies it was so weird after his funeral right he died and then it was just like life just went on. Yeah. Well, what happens, right? right. What would happen? So yeah, he kind of came and showed me that, and then and then through that dream, you know, I woke up and I was I pretty much had uh, an email in my you know, in the email inbox randomly that came to me and just said, you know, hey, go to this Tony Robbins thing, and that and changed like, your life. And I'm like. Okay, I should go, I guess. Yeah. And so I went to it. And then after that, that kind of sent me down a road of, okay, pull me out of my funk. Absolutely. But it, it was temporary. Yeah. You do that, and it's temporary because it wears off after like six months. You know, you're, you're, it's good stuff, but you kind of wear off. So you, I needed a system that would keep me going all the time in a mindset, perpetually growing, perpetually like moving you know, not falling in depression, mm-hmm. uh, not sedating, not using drugs or something to, sure. you know what I mean? Um, and eventually I found the system, which is what I'm doing now. That's fantastic. You know, I'm glad that worked yeah, out yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, there's yeah. more to be said that we're not yeah. even going to get encapsulated into one particular podcast. This is definitely to be continued. But this is all good shit, Billy. We might have to yeah. continue this uh, uh, tomorrow. But uh, for now, we're signing off. Billy Bob Blasser and his uh, insights. (laughs) To be continued in part three.